Welcome to episode three of season four of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. The real-life family of Ozzie and Harriet Hilliard Nelson, and later their two sons David and Ricky Nelson, made up the successful radio sitcom The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet. Running from 1944 to 1966 on various networks, it featured Ozzie as a somewhat befuddled head of the Nelson household, Harriet as his level-headed and comforting wife, and the daily antics and adventures that they got into as a typical American suburban family. Their neighbor and Ozzie's good friend Sid Thorny Thornberry was played by John Brown, and Lorene Tuttle played Harriet's mother. B. Benaderet played Gloria, Janet Waldo was young Emmy Lou, and various others a supporting cast. The show's success led to a movie, Here Come the Nelsons, in 1952, and eventually it ran on television from 1952 to 1966 and remained the longest-running live-action sitcom in the U.S. until It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia beat it out on December 1st, 2021. Now sit back and enjoy the September 9th, 1945 broadcast of The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. International Sterling. International Sterling is solid silver. The solid silver with beauty that lives forever is International Sterling. From Hollywood, the creators of International Sterling presents The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, starring young America's favorite couple, Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard. It's late afternoon as we join the Nelsons at 1847 Rogers Road. Harriet is sitting in the living room, and little David is just entering the house. Is that you, David? Yes, Mother. All through playing? Yes, Mother. I was just going upstairs to get ready for dinner. I want to brush my shoes and change my clothes and clean my teeth and wash my face. David, come in here. I want to talk to you. I'll be right there in about five minutes. You come in here right now, young man. I've been a mother long enough to know when something's wrong. All right, Mother. Here I am. Oh, David Nelson, look at you. Your pants are torn, your sweater's ripped, your face is scratched, and your lip is cut. Mother, there's something I want to tell you. I've been been fighting. fighting. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's rather obvious, to say the least. How'd it happen? Well, you know that boy Hubert Jones down the block? Well, me and him... Not me and him. I mean, him and me, or, or him and I, we had a few words. What do you mean, you had a few words? Well, we didn't do much talking. <laughs> David, you know very well that fighting in the streets is terrible, and I won't have it. Well, gee whiz, Mom, it wasn't all my fault. He said something to me I didn't like, and I said something back to him. 
I kind of pushed out my fist and he banged his nose against it. I think I've heard just about enough. You'll have to be punished, David. I don't like to say that, but I'm afraid it's necessary. Oh, Mom. Now, don't look up at me with that sad face and try to break my heart because it's not going to do any good. I think this is something for your father to handle. Oh, Ozzy. Ozzy. Oh, coming, dear. Uh, what is it, Harriet? Just look at David. He's been out fighting in the street with that Jones boy. It's disgraceful, that's what it is. You're his father, and I think you ought to say something to him. David? Yes, Dad? Who won? <laughs> Ozzy Nelson, you're just as bad as he is. Well, if David was fighting, he might have had a good reason. I don't care what his reason was. Look at his lip. Look at his cheek. Look at his ear. I want him to grow up to look like my side of the family. Now, look, I'm not taking David's part, mind you, but I do think that every young boy should learn how to defend himself. And I speak from personal experience. Gosh, I'll bet you were a great fighter when you were a kid, Dad. (laughs) Well, as a matter of fact, I... (laughs) I guess I was, David. Did you get many Indians? (laughs) Well, David... David, stop buttering up your father. Fine lecture you're giving the boy. Uh, David, your mother's right. What your mother means is that we just don't like the idea of your getting into fights in the street. We'd rather that it stop. Oh, don't be too severe with him, dear. <laughs> now, exactly what happened, David? Well, we had a few words, and I hit him a few times, and he hit me a few times, and then I hit him a few more times. But you did hit him first. And you know your mother and I don't like to have you fighting. Uppercut? Yep. (laughs) Did you keep your left out and jab as I told you? Oh, no, Pop. I forgot. But I told you to keep that left out and jab, jab, jab. Ozzy? David, you'll find as you progress along the highway of life, (laughs) it's of the utmost importance that you learn how to get along with your fellow man. You must avoid trouble, avoid arguments, avoid misunderstandings. But if you do get into a fight, keep your left out and jab, jab, jab. Now, uh, how did this thing start, David? Well, we were playing baseball, and I was up at bat, and this fella said I was a bum ball player. Well, that's no reason to begin using your fists. But he called me a little stinker. Well, you just ignore him, David. Names can't hurt you. Well, then he said you were a big stinker. (laughs) Why didn't you hit him with the bat? (laughs) David, maybe you'd better run along and get cleaned up for dinner. Okay, Mom. And David... No more fighting. Now, remember what I say, because the next time I catch you fighting, I won't tell your father. I'll handle it myself. Yes, Mom. I'll be right down. (laughs) He's a fine boy, all right. I'm afraid he's a chip off the old block. (laughs) Gosh, I remember when I was a kid, I was a terror of the neighborhood. (laughs) Oh, Ozzie Nelson, you were a fat little boy, and you know it. Fat? It so happens I was known as Nelson the Muscle Boy. Mm. Well, from what I heard, they used to call you Nelson the Bustle Boy. <laughs> Come on, let's go in to dinner. Okay. Ah, gee, I'm glad the meat situation's eased up. Sure is good to eat a steak for a change. Mm, was yours tender? Oh, perfect. Very tender. In fact, I cut it with my international sterling silver butter knife. <laughs> well, I'm glad you liked it, dear. I'll call Gloria. Oh, Gloria! Gloria! 
Need you call me, Mrs. Nelson? <laughs> yes, Gloria, I did. We finished dinner. Oh, it was wonderful, too. Oh, thank you. I'm so... Oh, my goodness. What happened to David's face? Oh, he got into a fight with a Jones boy down the street. Oh, look at your eye, David. You're going to have a black eye just like I got once. The time somebody sneaked up behind me and gave me a kick. <laughs> somebody sneaked up behind you and gave you a kick? Yeah. And you got a black eye? I was looking through a keyhole at the time. <laughs> Well, I just hope David doesn't make a habit of getting into these fights. Oh, don't worry, Mom. I'll see you later. I think fighting is terrible. And I know, too, because my mother and father were always getting into fights. Oh, that's too bad. They just never got along. They were divorced twice. Twice? You mean they remarried? Oh, no. They just wanted to make sure... <laughs> So much trouble could be avoided if everybody'd realize that there are two sides to every question. Things can be viewed from so many different angles. Mm. That's why I never wear slacks. <laughs> well, that's something else again. What I meant was that coming to blows is so foolish. The old saying is still true. Mike doesn't make right. Mrs. Nelson... You've never been out with a sailor, have you? <laughs> well, not lately, Gloria, anyway. I'll get it. Yes? That's the kid's father, Unc. Hit him. What? Go ahead, Unc. Hit him. You know what Annie told you. Now, now, just a minute, Hubert. The man hasn't even said anything yet. What's this all about? <laughs> there, he said something. Hit him. What's going on here? Well, it seems that your son had a fight with my nephew and bloodied his nose. Oh, oh, yes. Well, I already gave David a lecture about that. Yatita, yatita, yatita. Talk, talk, talk. Get him, Uncle Peter, and let's go home. Now, just a minute, son. You're bigger than David. Why can't you settle your own arguments? Because the psychiatrist says I'm a delicate, sensitive boy who pours violence. Go ahead. Bust him on, Unc. <laughs> your uncle's not going to hit anybody. That's what you think. Hubert, you better wait out in the car. Some of the things I'm going to say to Mr. Nelson may not be fit for you to hear. But Uncle Peter, I want to hear. I'm sure your Aunt Bertha would not approve. Now go. Go, 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 go. <laughs> well, okay. But be sure you give him you know what. Okay, he's gone. Now just what is this you're going to say to me? Shake hands. <laughs> You've got a fine boy. I'm Hubert's uncle, but Hubert is one of the most spoiled, mean brats that I have ever seen. Well, my gosh, how can an uncle speak that way about his nephew? Well, I'm not really his uncle. I'm only his uncle through an error. <laughs> through an error? Yes, I married his aunt. <laughs> She's the one who forced me to come over here and bawl you out. Oh, really? You see, little Hubert comes by it naturally. He's always picking fights with other boys. Then my wife sends me out to argue with their parents. This is the fourth mission I've been on this week. Well, why do you go? Oh, Mr. Nelson, you don't know my wife. Well, you sound as if you're afraid of her. Afraid of her? 
If I didn't come over here to ball you out, she would take me and bend me over backwards. <laughs> now, please, she can't really bend you over backwards. Mr. Nelson, I have spent some of the best years of my life staring at the seat of my pants. <laughs> oh, you're just like a lot of other men. You're afraid to assert yourself with your wife. Now, look, the next time she pulls that stuff, tell her off. Really? Absolutely. It's all a matter of psychology. Now, what's every woman's biggest fear? Having her husband run out on her. And that's the best way to threaten her. Make out you're running out on her, and she'll be a different woman. Is that so? Well, sure, there's nothing to it. At the end of one of your arguments, all you have to do is walk over to the door and leave. Are you kidding? At the end of one of our arguments, who can walk? <laughs> Would you please listen to me? I'm telling you, it never misses. Now, the next time you have a little argument, don't take anything from her at all. Just get mad and say, I'm going out and I don't know when I'm coming back. And out you go. And don't just close the door, slam it. Slam the door. In three or four hours, you come back home. But don't come crawling back with a bunch of apologies and a box of candy. Just bust right in tell her you came back for some shirts and ties and your toothbrush. When she hears that, she'll start crying. And you can take your time accepting her apology and forgiving her. Oh, gosh. Thanks for your advice. Oh, that's okay. Hey, look out. Here comes the little stool pigeon. You better start working me over. Well, how you doing, Uncle Peter? If you don't tell him plenty, I'll tell Aunt Bertha, and you know what she'll do to you. Don't interrupt me, Hubert. It's a fine state of affairs, Mr. Nelson, when an innocent little child like Hubert can, can not go outside without being set upon by a hoodlum. Oh, it's terrible. I'm so ashamed. Well, you should be. It is a disgraceful way to bring up a child, and I suggest that you see that he mends his ways, or I will be forced to take this up with the authorities who handle juvenile delinquents. Oh, please, give me just one more chance, sir. Why don't you hit him, Uncle Peter? I wouldn't soil my hands on him. Ozzie, what's keeping you... And another thing, Nelson. You're lucky you apologize for making all this trouble, or I'd really smash you a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Ozzie, are you going to stand there and let him say things like that? Well, well, I'll I'll explain later. And don't let it happen again. Goodbye. And you're peachy, Mr. Nelson. (laughs) Why, Ozzie Nelson, I'm surprised Now, now, you. now, stop jumping to conclusions. The idea is just standing there and taking all that abuse. Will you let me explain, please? I was just saving the poor guy's life, that's all. His wife made him come over here and do that. You mean you let him say those things to keep his wife happy? Well, what's wrong with doing a guy a favor? Well, leave it to men to figure out a thing like that, of all the idiotic things. Well, I don't see anything idiotic about it. I just help them out, that's all. Besides, if men are idiotic, what are women? Oh, go on. Go on. It's just about time to bring up women drivers to prove your point, isn't it? No, it isn't. I happen to think that women drivers drive very well, considering they keep their eyes closed in traffic. (laughs) Well, it happens to be a well-known fact that men are sillier than women. It does? Yes. Ask any woman. Harriet, maybe you're right at that. Maybe men are sillier than women. Oh, so you finally admit it. Yes, sir, they must be sillier than women, because look how silly women are, and men marry them. <laughs> oh, why, argue? Now, look Nelson. here, I'm not the type to argue. I happen to know there's only one way for a husband to handle a situation like this, and that's this way. Goodbye. Oh, Ozzy. Ozzy, come back. Yes? You forgot your hat. <laughs> Sterling silver is like a beautiful fur coat or a diamond ring, 
Almost every woman desires it. And the sterling many of the most discerning women choose is international sterling. International sterling is genuine and enduring. It lasts and lasts because it's solid silver through and through. It's beautiful. It has a proud and impressive background. The craftsmen who make international sterling are men to whom the art of silversmithing has been a cherished legacy for more than a century. In tribute to their skill, some of their work has been on exhibit in leading art museums. Yet, famous and lovely as international sterling silver is, it is within your means. Because you don't have to buy a complete set at once. You can get one or two place settings of international sterling now and add others later. That's the convenient economical way of buying sterling. A way that has placed international sterling where it belongs, in more and more homes like yours. So don't just dream about sterling, own it. See your silverware dealer this week about international sterling silver. It's time for our lovely singing stars, the four famous King Sisters. Gonna take a sentimental journey. Gonna set my heart at ease. Gonna take a sentimental journey to renew all memories. Got my bag, got my reservation. I spend each time I could afford. Like a child. Long to hear that all aboard Seven, that's the time we leave at seven Counting every mile railroad track That takes me back, I never thought My heart could be so yearning Why did I decide to roll? On the back to Ozzie and Harriet, shall we? There's been a little quarrel at the Nelson household this evening. Oh, I can't believe it's anything serious, but yet, well, gosh, Ozzie did walk out and slam the door and, well, we'll see. As our scene opens, Ozzie is mumbling his way down the street. 
Sometimes you just got to put your foot down. Hello, Mr. Nelson. Oh, hello, Emmy Lou. I'm sorry I can't stop to speak to you today, Mr. Nelson. I've simply got to meet my girlfriend downtown. I've got to fly. Well, run right along, Emmy Lou. I got nothing on my mind right now except a lot of domestic trouble anyway. Goodbye, Mr. Nelson. Did you say domestic trouble? Oh, well, it's nothing serious, Emmy. Nothing to get excited about. All that happened was Mrs. Nelson and I had a little difference of opinion. Oh, is that all? Yes, although that really does create sort of a problem. You call that a problem, Mr. Nelson? Just put yourself in my shoes. How would you like to meet a boy that you fell in love with at first sight, and he fell in love with you, too? And he kept saying he loved you, but he couldn't get married because he was supporting his little sister. And then you found out he didn't even have a little sister, that it was all lies, lies, lies. Is that what happened to you? Well, no, but I've got a blind date for tomorrow, and you never can tell. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm afraid you didn't quite understand my problem. You see, I walked out of the house in the middle of an argument before, and I'm depending on psychology to force Mrs. Nelson to make the first move. You mean you're going back in the house and make up? Oh, no, that's where the psychology comes in. Now, the average husband would come crawling back with a box of candy and a lot of apology. Not me. I use the hard-to-get method. The old psychology never fails. Well, see you later, Emmy Lou. Bye, Mr. Nelson. I hope you won't be too lonesome tonight. Are you kidding? I'm on my way now to call a few of my friends and have a poker game or something. There's plenty to do. Probably be a big night for me. Oh, Charlie? Yeah, this is Ozzy. That's right. Yeah, I haven't talked to you in months. What's new? Really? Today? Oh, well, congratulations. What is it, a boy? Ah, that's, well... And I don't suppose you'd be interested in the game tonight. (laughs) Well, anyway, it's been nice speaking to you, Charlie. haven't talked to you in months. So long. Oh, by the way, uh, this new edition's number four, isn't it? What? Number nine? Say, I haven't talked to you in years. <laughs> well, that takes care of Charlie. Let's see, Don couldn't make it. Or Harold or Ben. I think I'll give Allerine. Hello, Al? Hey, this is Ozzy. Yeah. How about a little poker tonight or a night baseball game or something? Hmm? Promise your wife what? Well, just tell her you'll take it to the movies some other time. No, of course I'm not drunk. (laughs) Nothing wrong with a guy going out without his wife once in a while, is there? Men ought to assert themselves a little more. Then their wives would appreciate them. Hmm? Well, no, I'm not making this call from my house. Okay. (laughs) What? Oh, don't worry about me. There are plenty of bright spots open. So long, Al. Golly, all these henpecked guys. I know what I'll do. I'll call George or Cal. They're always on the loose. Oh, golly, all these henpecked guys. Hmm. This solitaire's not a bad game at that. Let's see how much I lost to myself. Mm-hmm. Gee, I'd really be in a hole if I hadn't cheated a little. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. The library closes at 9.30. Oh, thank you. Well, I guess I've let Harriet suffer enough. I might as well go home and accept her apologies. 
Is that you, Ozzy? Uh, yes, Harriet. Did you come back for something? Oh, uh, I think I'll stay downtown tonight. Fine, that'll be a break for me. You've been snoring lately. Why, I just came back to get my other suit and some shirts and ties. I'll, uh, go upstairs and get them now. Oh, don't bother. I packed a suitcase for you with your things in it. It's right there by the doorway. (laughs) Oh, 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 yes. Uh, uh, thank you. What's the matter? Don't you like the suitcase? Oh, yes, yes. It's fine. Well, it's fine. I suppose you've been having a big time. Oh, I just hit a few of the high spots. Dropped into the Macombo, and then over the Trocadero, and from there to Ciro's. Did you stand? Well, just a couple of turns around the floor at each place. With anyone I know? No, no, just a couple of cute little girls I happened to meet. They weren't particularly brilliant conversationalists, but they certainly were, uh, they certainly were... Good dancers? Well, it was so crowded, we just stood in the middle of the floor and vibrated a little. (laughs) Oh. Well, that sounds like fun. Yes, yes, I... It was, I guess. Well, I'd... I'd, uh, uh, better be going. I say I'd, uh, better be going. Goodbye. Goodbye. If, uh, if you ever need me for anything... Faucet may start to leak again. You can reach me by putting an ad in the personals. Signed, Lonely. <laughs> I'll come from wherever I am. I, uh... I put your toothbrush and the razor in the suitcase, too. Oh, you needn't have bothered with my razor. I don't think I'll be shaving. <laughs> well, goodbye. Goodbye. What's that you're hiding in back of you? Why, what do you mean? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. It's silly of me. I just thought for a minute it was it was a box of candy. How can a woman be married to a man for ten years almost and know so little about his character? Don't you realize that if I brought home a box of candy to you, it would be an admission of defeat. It would be like saying, I'm sorry, forgive me. Well, what is that behind your back? A box of candy. (laughs) I'm sorry, darling. Forgive me. Oh, no, it was all my fault. I was so stubborn. Oh, but you were right all the time. No, I was wrong. You were right. Then why didn't you apologize? (laughs) Packing that suitcase. You would have let me leave, wouldn't you? But, Ozzy... I never want to see that suitcase again. I'm going to throw it out right now. Here, I'll give you a hammer. A hammer? Yes, the suitcase is nailed to the floor. (laughs) I knew I should have held out just a little longer. Ozzie and Harriet will be back in a moment. Mr. Smith? Uh, Mr. Smith, how about me? Oh, yes, you're the woman who had so many nice things to say about international sterling silver. May I speak now? It's all yours. Go right ahead. Um, friends, ladies, uh, gentlemen... Oh, gosh, Mr. Smith, I don't think I can. Oh, don't be nervous. Just tell the folks what you told me about international sterling silver. Well, uh, friends, ladies, uh, 
Oh, gosh. Oh, come on. Don't be nervous. Just pretend you're in a department store looking at a set of international sterling in the 1810 pattern. You've got one of the spoons in your hand, and you turn it this way and that, admiring the unusualness of the squared-off shaft and the way the silver gleams in the light. Oh, isn't it beautiful? You think how proud you'd feel if that international sterling service were in your home instead of in the store. You picture the way it would look on your table against your best linens and your favorite china. Oh, golly, wouldn't it be wonderful? Everybody I know would be green with envy. Go on. Uh, go on? Well, sure. Now that you've got over your nervousness, aren't you going to say something about international sterling silver? No. I think I'll just say go and see international sterling. Well, that's very good advice, ladies and gentlemen. So tie a string around your finger, make a note on your calendar pad, do whatever you find most helpful to remind you to visit your silverware dealer this week and see international sterling silver. Believe me, you'll be glad you made the trip. <laughs> Now, let's look in on Ozzie and Harriet again. Ozzie? Yes, Harriet? I forgot to tell you. Before you got back, the librarian called and said she found your king of diamonds under the nonfiction table. Oh, well, then you knew I wasn't at the Macombo or Ciro's dancing with those girls? Yes, dear. Well, then why did you look so mad? Because you looked so happy while you were telling me about it. Oh, fine. <laughs> Harriet and I have been asked to remind you that even though the war is over, the government still needs tin to send food to our soldiers in Europe and the Pacific. It needs tin to pack medical supplies for our wounded soldiers. It needs tin to put civilian goods back on the market. The need is great and the supply limited. And it'll take some time before we can get normal shipments from such places as the Dutch East Indies and Malaya. So for the time being, our most valuable tin mine is the American kitchen. And let's make sure that the tin cans are prepared properly for salvage. The label's removed, the tin washed thoroughly, and prepared in accordance with local requirements. Thanks a lot, folks, and good night. Night, folks. International Silver Company, creators of International Sterling, invite you to listen again next Sunday to the adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, with songs by the King Sisters and music by Ozzie Nelson's orchestra. And don't forget, the solid silver with beauty that lives forever is International Sterling. This program originates in the Hollywood studios of the Columbia Broadcasting System and is also broadcast over the Trans-Canada Network of the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. This adventure of Ozzie and Harriet will be transmitted to our men and women overseas by shortwave and through the worldwide facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. Appearing in support of Ozzie and Harriet were B. Benaderet, John Brown, Joel Davis, Louise Erickson, and Tommy Cook. Original music was composed by Billy May. Vern Smith speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for 